You're listening to the Ascension Roundtable Podcast, Episode 69, A Winning Formula for Confirmation Prep. One parish in Louisiana transformed their confirmation prep ministry by making three simple yet powerful changes. Many of their teens went from begrudgingly memorizing answers about Catholicism, then being confirmed, and then disappearing from church, to becoming active participants in their parish, truly on fire for the Catholic faith. Colin McIver, a contributor for Chosen, Your Journey Toward Confirmation, shares this story of incredible transformation and spills the secret as to how your parish can pursue this type of transformation too. My name is Alan. I am back in studio today, and I'm excited to be on the line with one Colin McIver. Uh, He has been absent from the Ascension Roundtable for a while because he's been doing his own thing, a little something called the tightrope. So, hey, Colin, welcome back, brother. Thanks, Alan. It's great to hear your voice and talk to you. It's been a little while. It has been a little while. I hear your voice, though, because I do listen to uh, the tightrope, and uh, I'm really really digging it, man. It's, it's, It's really good. Well, thank you. Yeah. Do you want to tell, just in case there's somebody listening who doesn't know what it is, give them a little little uh, idea of what it is you're doing? Sure, I would be happy to do so. So the podcast is a, a three to five minute uh, reflection, and the idea is to reach out to busy Catholics who don't have time maybe for a, a full podcast like this, but are, are looking for, or maybe they do have time for a podcast like this at some point in their day, but in the morning they're looking for something to... Uh, to just get them going, to give them a, a piece to reflect on. So yeah, three to five minutes, trying to be real relevant to uh, to give some some thought provoking idea. And as you well know, Alan, I like to tell stories, so we tell a lot of stories on the tightrope. Yes, and they're good, man. I, I, a couple of them I've um, I already knew, I, like just kind of knew the story from just being friends with you, but um, it was still good. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know the story, and he told it. I was like, yeah, I still enjoyed it <laughs> again. <laughs> Cool. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> well, you too. I've been, I've been uh, keeping up with with the roundtable, and uh, I'm I'm always giving inspirational tips for stuff that I'm doing in my parish and uh, in school too. So we got to give props to our our guests and to uh, Marisa and Christina because I just show up and and ask questions. Those guys do all the work. But uh, but yeah, thanks on behalf of them. Thank you. <laughs> so it's summertime. Uh, a lot of our parishes are uh, taking a little bit of a break. Sort of. You say that, but if you work in a parish, you know there's no such thing. There's VBS, there's mission trip, there's community work, there's mission trip. There's all kinds of stuff going on over the summer. But uh, the general CCD type, confirmation prep, sacramental prep, all that kind of kind of typical parish style work changes. And so a lot of parishes will take time over the summer and take a look back over the year, see what they did well, see what they would like to maybe change a little bit. And um, we thought it'd be good to come together today and talk about confirmation um, as parishes are hopefully doing a little, a little retro and looking back on their confirmation prep and deciding what they want to do again next year and what they want to maybe take, uh, make some changes in uh, going forward in the fall. So um, I thought we'd take some time and just kind of talk about confirmation prep and what, what, make, what, make thi- what makes things work and some challenges that we can uh, run into. How does that sound? Sounds like a great idea to me. Yeah, actually, actually, in my parish, um, I, this is—it's a little bit of a revelation. I didn't know that there was still church during the summer, so um, 
That's that's they cool. Still have I should, mass every should, every I Sunday. Should that, I should check that out. <laughs> no, actually, no. I I, I know well. I, I did I did the VBS, um, and then actually in my parish the week after we we do a concentrated week. It's almost like a little bit of a confirmation camp that we do with our candidates. We have uh, four nights where we we dive into uh, the depth of of confirmation stuff. Not every parish does that, but I, if you're if you're interested, uh, I've got I've got a recipe for that, and we had a lot of success with our teens. And some of the things we'll talk about today kind of came out of that week. I, I uh, at the end of four nights, I was I was pretty pumped and excited, and uh, I think a lot of our teens were too. Yeah, sounds great. I love it. Um, you were telling me a story about a local parish in Louisiana um, recently. Want to tell our listeners about uh, about that? Where they had asked you, they had they had purchased chosen. They called you, had had uh, brought you out to give them a little little training. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was last summer, and a parish called me and asked if I would come and talk to their their catechist meeting. They had bought chosen. Um, they watched the videos. They saw a lot of familiar faces, um, people that their teens might be familiar with from from youth conferences. They thought that the the quality, everything was awesome. But the DRE wisely kind of thought, well, it would, I I really want to make sure that my team is familiar with this and that they know really how to use it. And since I happened to be down the road and they, they knew that, um, they saw my name on the, on the parent guide and the sponsor guide. And they thought, you, you probably know something about this chosen stuff. And, uh, so happily, happily, I just kind of altered my, um, my path for for the weekend. And, and both, uh, I think Amy was away. So Leo and Zaley and I, all the three of us went to their catechist meeting and it was kind of, kind of cool in the sense that I, I thought, all right, I've, I've got 45 minutes to an hour. Um, what can I say about this program that will really like bring it to life in the parish? And, um, so, so I talked about it. Um, and, and the three things that I, that I came up with, I said like number one, and having worked on a parent and a sponsor guide, I had a lot of chance to think about this. I think parent and sponsor engagement can be really key to taking confirmation prep to the next level. All of the research tells us that the largest indicator of whether or not young people will continue in their faith is how engaged their parents are in their faith. And it's such a familiar story that you have a parent who um, cares enough to bring their their kid to confirmation prep. Maybe they brought them all the way through religious education to that point. But the parent themselves is kind of on the fence. They're keeping the church at a little bit of an arm's length. And confirmation preparation can be that that opportunity to bring them in. So I'll, I'll maybe we'll go in more detail on that. But number one is is parent and sponsor engagement. Number two, I thought was, sure, you can have great videos, you can have great materials, but really, especially in the world of um, of adolescence, they're looking to build a community that's relevant to them so that they'll continue along in their in their faith journey. So it's not just the hour of the week that they're in church. It's relevant to um, to their friend group, to, to what they're doing. So I, I said this, the second thing is to create a community of disciples for the teens who are in your program to to come together and to have uh, their relationships centered on, on their faith. And then the third thing, which is just, it almost sounds so obvious, but it's like the, the key is to center the program around the sacraments. Obviously, confirmation prep is about a sacrament, but so often it's approached like, um, we're leading up to this thing and it's kind of like a graduation ceremony and that's not what the sacrament is at all. And then also by centered around the sacraments, we mean that everything you do needs to be centered in the Eucharist. Um, sure. You want to make sure that you're 
teens are going to mass, but but more than that, you want to give them a vibrant experience of what the mass is all about. Um, you want to ensure that comp- that confession reconciliation isn't something that they're like forced to go to once before confirmation. That they have um, a powerful experience of of Jesus healing and reconciliation. And if those three things happen, then a program which already has outstanding presenters and great videos and great materials. All of that can can come to life in, in three dimensions, and you'll see that your your teens um, will keep going. So um, the the short version of that is I I talked about those things for for about an hour, and this is a parish where um, they were taking like copious notes. They really want to do this the right way, and I ran to the DRE I think in maybe January, um, and I, I happened to be at that parish for um, it was it was a. Uh, maybe I think it was a bus trip and I was, I was sending my, my wife off and I ran to the DRE and she was like, Oh, I got to tell you, this is, it's going so well. And she talked about how they had really changed their approach that the, the small group leaders they had really decided, like, we're not just like showing up to, to teach. We really want to foster, um, real community among the teens. They were, they were going to mass together. <laughs> they took a, a sub advice number four, um, involve really good food. And, and I'm serious about that. But she said that they, they were people who were cooking for the teens and they were just Sunday had become a day where they came, they, they went to mass and were engaged. They were there with their friends. Um, they were learning. And she, she just said it was a, a totally different vibe than, than they had ever experienced as a parish. And I was, I was really stoked. Um, I would, I would love to say it was because I showed up for 45 minutes and spoke so eloquently, but it was really because they, <laughs> it was really, uh, well, one, it was the Holy spirit. And two, it was that this was a parish that, that not only ordered books and videos, but that decided to really revolutionize the way that they approach confirmation prep. Oh, that's so good. <clears throat> so, so you mentioned there real quickly, you mentioned three ways that, um, three ways to make confirmation work in their parish because you can uh, dare i say transform your parish um so i would love to do is revisit those and kind of go and break them down a little bit and talk about um how to get parents involved how do you create a community of disciples what do you mean by center the program around the sacraments and just kind of really break that stuff open um but first i just wanted to say that um obviously we use we use chosen we we created and publish chosen um here at ascension and Obviously, we all think it's it's great, um, and it does what it does very, very well. Um, I know that it's going to sound biased, but I would say better than any other um, program out there. Um, but it it's not it can't do what the personal relationships of those people in those teens' lives can do. And so, whether you're using chosen or not, that's a that's a great um, step and a great way to kind of center your program around the content there. But we're going to talk about. Um, three ways that are, that can transform your parish, no matter what, um, no matter what you're using, really. So, um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. I, I, I think the the idea of of chosen is is to have a to have a great resource so that the focus and the energy of your your team and your parish isn't how do how do I say this perfectly? It's how do I build these relationships well. And how, how do I model and mentor, um, being a disciple, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really the, the key stuff. And, and it's, none of it is, is rocket science. Um, it's, it's the kind of thing that's maybe caught, not taught. Um, and that, that's, I guess, kind of what I saw in this parish is that they, they, they got it. It just sort of, it sort of caught fire. People, people in the room got excited. They were sick of seeing 
kids come through program and it sort of be okay. And then, you know, confirmation comes and then the next week the kids disappear. They were, they were sick of that. And so they decided, well, right. What we want to do is, is make, make church home for, for these kids. And that, mm, um, yeah. that's what, that's what makes the difference. Um, we've only had, uh, I think five sessions with our, our candidates in my parish so far, but, but really that was the objective um, just kind of, kind of going into it right from the the first parent meeting. Um, I, I get, I get excited when you know, I'm like, all right, we're sessions over. You can go home. And then they stay for like 10, 15 minutes. Cause they're hanging out and enjoying being there. Like that, that to me is one of the bigger indicators. All right. Well, they, they're liking this. Uh, they're, they're engaged in the discussions. They're not afraid to ask the hard questions, but they're starting to feel like this is, this is home. And again, the good food helps. So um, if you want to, if you want to write down here to Southeast Louisiana about, uh, some, some great confirmation prep recipes, I, maybe, maybe we could do the chosen cookbook. <laughs> hey, I like it. A little Cajun, little Cajun chosen food. Fire in the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> there you go. All right. So, um, okay. So the first way you can transform your parish is parent engagement. So let me just speak on behalf of probably 80% of our listeners out there who are saying, that sounds great, but my parents just aren't involved. How do I, I can't even get them to come to the informational meeting, much less get them involved. How do you get parents involved in this process? Excellent question. And here's the, I have a couple of different ideas. One, and if you're a roundtable listener from the early days, you'll, you've maybe heard the story, but I had um, an, an encounter that changed the way I think about this on an airplane way back, sat down next to a guy who I didn't particularly want to talk to at first because I was just tired and not really <laughs> wanting to engage. Um, but th- this gentleman just shared with me that at a first communion parent meeting, he and his wife's experience of being Catholic was transformed forever. And what it, what it really was, was that they went to an informational meeting Instead of getting information, which which they got, they got their you know flyer. When when is it? What are the rules? Flash photography, blah 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 blah. But they somebody actually reached out to them about the beauty and power of Jesus present in the Eucharist. They they heard a testimony. Um, they they heard from other parents about how to become a more Eucharist centered family. And then they went to Eucharistic adoration. And he said on everything was different. And I think if we approach what we're doing with parents as more than just information as genuine loving outreach, not not finger pointing, um, but genuine loving outreach. You, you'd be surprised. I I had a parent stop me after our our parent meeting uh, a few weeks back. Um, just just said, you know, I, I went through confirmation, and if if it had been more like this, um, I probably wouldn't be. Because um, <laughs> I think I had described at some point in the meeting. Like, I, you know, I know that some of you, maybe we haven't seen you since Easter. And she's like, you, you would have seen me since Easter if I had been through something like this. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, right, well, I was like, well, hopefully we'll see you now, you know. Um, but just just to, to, to give that that honest assessment to, to parents to say, like, look, we know maybe some of you are here um, and you're, you've got the church at an arm's length, but you want better for your kids. Well, the best way to get better for your kids is to, to find better for yourself and to find, find healing and welcome in the church. And, um, we're here for you. And, and you know what, like not only for the sake of the candidates, but for the parents that, that may, where else are they going to hear that? If they've been, you know, just sort of like dabbling in, in a, a, a little bit of church now and then Christmas and Easter. And, you know, when somebody gets married or, you know, when someone, when someone dies, um, where, where else are they going to hear that message? So sacramental prep is not only the 
opportunity to really form the candidates, but to for the sake of the parents themselves to reach out to them with with loving arms and say like for whatever hurt and brokenness is in your life here's here's the church that loves you and for um for the thriving of your family and for the, for your own thriving like the church is here like you know tap into the power of your own confirmation um the other thing i would say is having something available for parents in tandem with confirmation prep so that that parent guide that sponsor guide um, has discussion questions, and I've heard of parishes that are providing an opportunity for parents to sit down with that book and actually talk to each other about it. And you know, you, you throw in a little wine and cheese or something like that, and all of a sudden, some parents, rather than drive around for an hour and a half during confirmation prep, would would rather come inside and find support with other parents. Um, and then one other thing I would throw out that we um, not throw out like throw out the window, but I would suggest as an idea. Um, two years ago in my parish, we, we adopted a model that we'd been using for sponsors. Um, maybe like a decade back, we had this idea that sponsors could use some, some mentoring on how to have that productive conversation with a candidate. If you, if you want your sponsors to take an active role and to, um, to be really mentoring, you have to show them how to do it. And a couple years back, we thought, well, the same is true with the parents. So rather than just, we, we have a, a meeting with parents, it's more you know, sort of inspirational, but informational. And then we have a session that's for the parents and the candidates. And we really just mentor the discussion. We, we throw in some chicken biscuits, um, <laughs> that helps. And the, the two years that we've, that we've done it, um, everyone on the team will say like, wow, like that, that blew me away because you, you have parents who are not only having, um, discussions with their, with their teens about, um, about, about the faith there. And, and yeah, they're learning how to use the, the parent guide. We're like walking them through a session of doing that. Um, but they're, they're sharing with each other. It's just, it's that the second point, the community experience, you're starting to create it with the parents. So, so yeah, I would say, um, parent engagement is something that can happen. It's not, uh, it's not easy, but it's well worth it. I know back when we were doing trainings as well, I heard from, uh, Parishes that said they were taking Chosen and they were using it for the teens, but then also on that same Sunday they were they were they would have a, an apparent track for the parents going over the same session the teens were experiencing, um, but with just the parents in their in their own small group, and um, just how successful it was. They were coming, they were watching the same videos their kids were watching. They were talking about it from an adult perspective. And then after confirmation, they would get back together with their kids and they could discuss what they talked about and how it was affecting their lives. And I, I thought that was just a great idea. And not, not every parish has the facilities to be able to do that, to have the space for that. But if you do, I think that's just a, a fantastic idea. And I think um, I think you were telling me about a story where some parents would come or a, a, a parish would, at the information meeting, show part of the video and the, the parents would think, they would see the video and, and think, "Wow, that was that was a lot better than I than what I was expecting. I was expecting like an after school special, mm -hmm. and that actually looked pretty good and sounded good. And was um, you know the product the production quality was very good, but it was also just engaging with the questions they were asking and the, and the way they posed the the um, uh, the way they proposed the concepts and posed the questions in the video was very engaging for the parents as well. So um, yeah, so good stuff." Yeah, definitely. So that that's a that's a comment that happen that that happens all the time. Even um, even among small group leaders and such who haven't um, 
looked at the materials yet will will often at first preview say, "Oh man, like that was that was great," and you know they'll binge watch yeah. it themselves. <laughs> so one one of the beauties of having a digital platform is that that can happen. Um, the the parents can you know they can use the codes and watch all the videos them themselves, and I, I get parents who who do that. Um, whether or not there's uh, an organized way for them to do it, they they want they want to know and they're they're learning more. They're learning things that they um, that are a little bit of a gap for them as well. Hmm. All right. So why don't we take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk about the second and third way you can transform your parish. We'll be right back. Reading the Bible is something we as Catholics know we should do, but let's be honest, it can be kind of complicated. Even though it's a complete story, the Bible isn't really one book. It's more like a library with dozens of books and dozens of genres. There's poetry, prophecy, and prose. There are apocalypses and revelations, historical accounts, and allegories. No wonder it's difficult to keep a finger on the story of God's love and plan of salvation for his people, the thread that keeps all of it together. If you're wishing there was a simple guide to help you tie all of this together, then you're just like Jeff Cavins and Tim Gray. That's why they wrote the book, Walking with God. Walking with God is a single book that traces the story that ties the Bible together. It helps you to understand the big picture of the Bible. If you're looking to read more of the Bible, Walking with God will help you do it with confidence, peace, and clarity. You can find out more and order Walking with God on ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. All right, and we're back with Colin McIver talking about confirmation and ways that you can transform your parish. We mentioned three ways, parenting engagement, creating a community of disciples, and centering the program around the sacraments. We covered the first one before the break, and now we're going to dive into the second way, which is create a community of disciples. And one of Colin's favorite words, the Shortavisco. What the heck is that, Colin? Well, it's it's a recipe for a really amazing Polish soup, <laughs> and uh, that that's point number four is that the the good food is how you retain them. <laughs> Actually, Shortavisko, which I will forever mispronounce, um, and which I will forever talk about, is the word that young people use to describe young Father Karol Wojtyła, aka John Paul II's uh, youth ministry program at his parish in Saint Florian's, um, Saint Florian's in uh, in Krakow, um, which I also say wrong. But, but short of Visco, uh, it, it means zone of freedom. Um, so you want to create an environment or foster an environment where young people just feel like they are home, where they feel like they belong. Um, and, and that I think in a parish, oftentimes you have volunteers who are going to say like, well, I don't have a theology degree. I don't, you know, I know my faith, but I, I may, I may not be like the, the most expert communicator about you know, the, the finer points of the faith. Um, but what, what I think everybody has a, a genius to do is, is to be, um, to be genuine and authentic and loving and welcoming. And that's the most important ingredient to a short of Visco, um, that the teens are seeking genuine loving people who are living out their faith and showing them what that looks like. And in the, in the life of, you know, a young father, Carol Wojtyła, of course he was a, a very talented, um, young priest as well. Uh, but, but I think that the most vital ingredient is something that, that everyone has that young people stayed with him. Um, 
and went on went on these trips and because he he had really open ears to hear their real life questions and issues and problems and also it wasn't all about like content delivery content delivery is important and i think sometimes as a church um we can go into like panic mode like we can say like oh my gosh like the kids don't know their catechetical like abcs or and i, I even walked into this i surveyed my candidates and um there were some things that I was really disturbed that a lot of them got wrong and they were pretty basic points of the faith. So this is heading into the program and I wanted to like hit the panic button and be like, Oh my gosh, they're fourth century heretics or something, you know? <laughs> then I stepped back and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. They, I'm, I'm sure that they've, they probably all like a, a number of them are Catholic school educated. And I'm sure like on a multiple choice test, if you like gave them to study, they would, it, but it would, they would get it right, but it would be like your history test or whatever. Um, no offense to history teachers. You do awesome work. Um, <laughs> nothing to love for you, but sometimes you know how you study for something and you just sort of suck up the information and then you just kind of spit it out on a test and you don't retain it. I never, I never did that. No, I don't, I don't know what that's like. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not, not you. No, no, no. <laughs> but I, I think a, with church knowledge, the same thing happens retention of information happens when it's meaningful and it's only meaningful if it occurs in, in a relevant situation where you are in a, an environment that you care about. So kids that kids that find the short of Visco, I don't have like a statistic on this, but kids that find the short of Visco, not only would they do better on some sort of like measured test of their faith, they would actually keep coming to church. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, Imagine that. So, so yeah, that, that short of Visco is it's it's just creating an, a in a community of disciples. That's probably the best way to put it, and um, it comes from Father Carol Voitiwa's youth ministry um, when he was a young priest, and they did things like go on canoe trips and like run away from the KGB, and you don't have to do <laughs> all that. Um, but it but you might want to every once in a while ensure that the kids are like playing a game and even thinking about having some elective sessions where the kids hang out as part of the confirmation program, um, thinking about how confirmation prep and youth ministry go together. Sometimes they're two very separate things in a parish, or sometimes they're so overlapped that we think that the, like the instruction we're giving the kids is the youth ministry. And, and that's not exactly it either. Yeah. I think, um, we just can't spend enough time on this, this idea that, that allowing the kids to build community and, and, what you said that I hope they didn't miss was that John Paul II listened to them. Like he wasn't so yes concerned with, 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 with talking and, and teaching catechetics. He just listened to them. He asked them a lot of questions and then let them talk and just listen to them. Um, and I think it's so important to, um, to allow our teens to do that, just to pose them questions and just listen to them and, um, and, uh, and let them just let them talk. Um, yeah. And then, and what we find too is, like in terms of your your program having organization and being like, you know, uh, being being structured, and and chosen is very much that it's it's structured around the 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 RCIA model where you're we're we're pre evangelizing we're evangelizing we're, um, we're then we're doing our catechetical formation and then we're like modeling and and showing like discipleship and how to, and how to live and that happens in sequence but sometimes a kid's question is out of sequence. So you can show them where it falls in the sequence. Sometimes it's a, a matter of um, engaging the the real life, real time question that a kid has, uh, a teen has, or wh whoever you're working with, an adult has, any anyone that you happen to be having questions with, um, and just 
giving a, a short answer and then pointing them toward the source for the long answer. So, so, you know, we're, we're not saying you, you don't need to have like that, that structure to your program, but it's just that the structure needs to be, to be living because the kids in front of you are living. Yep. Amen, brother. All right. So the third way to transform your parish is to center the program around the sacraments. Mm -hmm. Can you, uh, what do you mean by that? What I mean is, um, that you want to ensure that they are fingerprinted on the way into mass <laughs> that when they get to their pews, you want to install cameras like in the pew to make sure that they're saying all the responses. No, just, <laughs> it's exactly the opposite of that. No, <laughs> if you can put some kind of electrical wire in the bench. So if they say something wrong, you could just zap them on the spot. That'd be helpful. I think. Yes. Yes. And they'll, they'll then they'll definitely come back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because there's a little microchip that'll go off if they don't. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's providing an opportunity of to to engage the sacraments in a way that's meaningful. So so Sunday Mass, um, again, talking about this parish that I went to, they, they were going together. So they were having a dynamic experience, eating together, discussing questions about their faith, and then they went to Mass. And so the, the experience of the mass was connected to that community life. When they walked in and brought their, their offering of prayer and work and, and uh, their, their joys and their sufferings into the Eucharist, they, they did so like with their, with their friends and with people that they had already like engaged in real life discussion of faith with. And so the experience of mass was different. Um, I think it's finding ways for them to not only hear what the mass is all about, because that's definitely a part of a part of chosen. And we have a, a whole uh, other program alteration that helps with that too. Um, but it's, it's for them to, to go to mass in, in a way that, that is, that is prayerful. And also what, what I find helps with participation in the mass is Eucharistic adoration. Um, I, I tell the kids, it's kind of like, it's like the appetizer and the dessert to the mass in the sense of, um, when we gaze upon Jesus in the Eucharist, our hearts are hungry to receive him. But also when we gaze upon Jesus in the Eucharist, we can reflect back. This is the Jesus that I, that I received in the Mass. This is the fruit of what comes from the altar. Um, and I think the message for Catholics still, as much as we talk about this as Catholics, um, I, I will share that on a, a recent survey, the same one I was talking about a few minutes ago, still something like 60% of teens view the Eucharist as a powerful symbol of Jesus' body and blood. And... A powerful symbol sounds like kind of nice, but it's not what we believe. We believe that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And, and that makes all of the difference, that the Eucharist is Jesus, that it's him that we receive. It's, it's like him in reality, who is, who's offered to the Father, and we're all a part of that. And it makes a, a big difference. Going to Eucharistic adoration drives that point home in a way like, like no other, because we, we don't kneel before a, a powerful symbol. We kneel before our Lord and Savior himself. And um, so experientially, I can tell you that, that a few weeks back, we, we did each session. We ended our, our night prayer, included some time for, of Eucharistic adoration. And the feedback at the end of the program was um, not the end of the program, but at the end of the week for many teens was that that was their favorite part. Um, and I, I would venture to say, because we made this a, a point over and over again, that, that that'll affect the way that they engage the Mass. And, and the other thing I mean by that is, is reconciliation. Um, recent 
you know, non-scientific polling of teens uh, that, that I did this year, I found that a lot of teens, I think I had 130 or so take this uh, survey I was working on, and a number of them had not been to reconciliation since, like, they were last made to go to reconciliation. For some of them, that was second grade. Um, having reconciliation available in a non-threatening way can make a big difference. So having, having a priest on deck with a purple stole. Now, some of, some people may say like, I just don't, you know, we don't, we don't have a priest who's available to do that, but in as much as possible, um, providing opportunities to go to reconciliation, um, because in some parishes that's not, usually the schedule time for reconciliation is like a Saturday afternoon and that's not when the teens are in church. So if you can, you know, they're not hanging out Saturday afternoon and some of them will dutifully go. And, and yes, we could say like, Oh, if they're really sorry, they would show up to church at four o'clock on, on Saturday, but providing more opportunities for reconciliation. Um, even if it's a separate time during the week that, you know, father agrees to, to hang in the confessional for the teens. Um, I, I just think that that can be a big difference to the way that they engage the program. And also as a particular like pitch, um, for, uh, for, for chosen itself, the, the video that explains reconciliation that father Mike does, I constantly get feedback from kids that are like, Oh, now I get it. Now I get why we have to go. Or for some of them, they're like, now I, now I know what to do in there. That's also a hindrance for some of them. They don't go to reconciliation because they're embarrassed that if they go in there, they're going to get chewed out because they don't remember the act of contrition or something. And, um, even, even right there in the resource is, um, just some, some reassurance as far as all that goes. Yeah. I can say, uh, that of all the retreats, conferences, uh, confirmation retreats, regular youth retreats, both over the years with teens, which there's probably been, uh, I'm trying to add up my head at 70, 80 retreats. I've, I've taken teens on at least. And I can say 100% of the time that the teens, most of the teens remember or their best experience for the weekend is time and adoration for, for all of the above, conference, retreat, um, anything. That, that's, their, that's what they remember, remember the most. And at the end of the weekend, you say, like, what did you guys like best about this weekend? They 100%, majority of them will say the time and adoration. And it's, it's like, you know, yeah. you spend all this time creating, like, skits and talks and and all kinds of crazy games and stuff and all this time and it's like they're like that was all cool but the best time was just sitting in front of the lord in the sacrament you're like yeah of course it was you know <laughs> like duh. right 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 <laughs> yeah and all, that that's you know it's the source and summit of christian life and we 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 know that we believe it and we want to lead our kids into it and their their participation in sunday worship um in in the mass it will certainly be enhanced by, by spending time in front of our Lord in quiet, you know, or even if they, maybe they, they can even sing some songs while they're doing it. <laughs> All right. So there you go. So three ways, transform your parish, parent, parent engagement, create a community of disciples and center the program around the sacraments. There you go. And, and really, really, really good food. And really, 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 yeah, that's 3B, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should move that to a main point. The four ways to transform your parish. <laughs> we, should, we should do a whole episode on uh, how, to, how to transform the culinary excellence of your parish. 
Oh, that's hilarious. Those loaves and fish must have been really good. They went all the way to Capernaum to like chase him down for it. So. Oh, man. Good stuff, brother. Good stuff. Yeah, and if all those fails, then fingerprint them and put cameras in the pews. Yeah, yeah, that that, and um, I think I think if you get a certain number of workbooks, then we we send the cameras <laughs> and the, I think that comes with it. Yeah, it's the yeah, surveillance yeah. package. And also, we're we're working on, I think we were working on um on edible student workbooks. <laughs> that was the other, um, the other thing we we're gonna try to develop, but. If you go to the um, you can you can choose you can choose you can have your option either the the surveillance package with the cameras or the edible workbooks, um, that come with the Cajun spice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, the whole pack. Whatever works best for you in your parish. Oh, we're just kidding. There are no edible workbooks, and we don't sell cameras. Sorry, guys. We do sell chosen, however. Oh man. Somebody was going. Oh man, I was hoping to get a free camera. Well, dude, it was a pleasure to uh, talk to you again. Great talking to you. All right, guys. So there you go. Three ways you can transform your parish. If you'd like more information about Chosen, you can find it at ascensionpress.com. Take a look. If you want to leave us a question at the roundtable, you can do so at ascensionroundtable at ascensionpress.com. You can email Colin at cmckiver at ascensionpress.com. Any questions, please reach out to us. You can also contact customer service. And uh, we hope you're having a great summer. I know it's busy, but it's going to be a great time for ministry. Enjoy it. And I know we're praying for you. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.